0: Welcome back to Friends Like Us. Marina Franklin here, your host. Wishing everyone a happy holiday. I hope you get to fill up on some family food and love, laughter, all of it. Have a wonderful Thanksgiving. I'm excited to announce I'll be headlining on December 16th at the Loft City Winery here in New York City at 7.30 p.m. Yes, get your tickets now at marinafranklin.com. Got a whole bunch of new material, so come and check me out this week on Friends. Oh, this episode is so much fun. Got all comedians, welcome back, Suba Girl. Suba has written for Netflix's Arsenio Hall limited series, the Plan B movie on Hulu, and the Jim Jeffries Show on Comedy Central. You can see her late night debut on NBC's A Little Late with Lily Singh. She's also appeared on season three of HBO's Westworld and seen on General Hospital. And for a full list, just go to all things. Subacomedy.com. Also, welcome back, my other hilarious friend, Vanessa Fraction. Vanessa can currently be heard as a co host on the Nappy Boy Radio podcast hosted by T pain and seen in the movie Prey on Peacock. Vanessa can also be seen guest hosting on Dish Nation. As a stand up comedian, Vanessa has performed on Deaf Comedy Jam and Laugh Mob's Laugh Track. Her writing credits include Raven's Home, 106 and Park, and The Monique Show. Additionally, she has appeared in the film Barbershop 2. For a full list, go to all things Vanessa Fraction. You You can hear us on Google Podcasts now, Stitcher, Spotify, iHeartRadio, and Apple Podcasts. Review and rate us on Apple Podcasts. It's important. Subscribe. Make sure you turn on the auto-download function for Friends Like Us on Apple Podcasts. You can email us at friendslikeuspodcast.gmail. Instagram is friendslikeuspodcast, and Twitter is friendslikeus10. Become more than a friend. Leave us a tip or donation by going to our Patreon page. Go to patreon backslash friendslikeus. That's patreon backslash friends like us. Special shout out to our Patreon friends. It's because of you, we keep going. And now for our golden friends, you have the option to watch our recordings live. Go to patreon backslash friends like us and be golden. Merch is available. We have t-shirts, coffee mugs, face masks, tank tops, hoodies, it is hoodie season. They're all available. Go to marinafranklin.com. Saturdays on my YouTube channel, I go live with my wacky friend, Dave Jaskow. We give updates to the Friends Like Us show. We shout out fans who leave us reviews and we have surprise guest friends from the podcast stop by. And sometimes we offer free stuff like tickets to comedy shows. With Friends Like Us, it'll help you feel not so alone because more content is on the way. Tell a friend you know to check us out. Stay safe, wash those dirty little hands, be nice, and Black Lives Matter. I've got two chameleons, the way we first started. I've got <laughs> Vanessa Fraction. She's a headliner. She's funny. And she teaches combat. And uh-huh. she can sing probably better than me. Oh yeah And we've got Suba Hi. She's South Asian <laughs> Comedian I just learned to say South Asian And she's married To a white guy Woo-hoo. <laughs> I went to the wedding And it was fantastic And she's so funny She's a headliner too And you should check out her TikToks Cause they're so funny Woohoo <laughs> Yeah, wow. that was good. That was good. I'm getting my. That was good, Vanessa. You are always welcome to jump in on the sing. Well, you here. know, we hadn't <laughs> practiced,
1: and I said I was gonna wait till we did at least one practice. You know what I mean, for the listeners.
0: I never practice. It's always my. Imp- I'm just improving. Well, you know, I'm a professional. I like to get in at least. <laughs> so, so I'm lacking professional.
1: Getting at least one good practice, you know, I got do 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 Which was what you did, so I mean I feel like <gasps> I didn't know you you didn't need me you did the
0: same but I always love it and and TB's got like elephants dancing and he's got a (laughs) meme up. it's so cool thank you I love it (laughs) it's always fun to start this way too because we are comedians and we're living in a world that's crazy right now and Mm -hmm. uh, I'm just wondering how you both are it's like I always love when I have my comics on because I can kind of relax maybe I relax too much (laughs) but I'll ask you i like to start with some annoying comedian questions. but Go you both, for it. But you both are married. So I would ask you this. Has being married changed your material and the way you perform stand-up? <laughs> ooh, annoying I, comic
2: question.
1: Ooh, I thought you were going to ask something else um, close to that. Like, has it changed the way that we, our business or the way we do comedy or the... Uh,
0: you could that do kind that kind of too. <laughs> go Vanessa, go. I don't want to go first. Okay, yeah,
1: yes, uh, yes, and yes, and yes again. Um, yes, I will definitely say it has. I'm more thoughtful, especially if my husband's in the audience about things I might say. Especially because I'm more, um, I can get to talking about very personal things, you know. Especially if I'm just free balling. Though I definitely will say I'm a little more thoughtful when I'm talking about things. I think it's only for the better, though. I can't say that it's anything negative. I'm my better self now that I'm with him. I definitely know that. And so I think I'm gonna be an even better comedian because I, I see me more. So I don't know. I am definitely more thoughtful. I definitely am more thoughtful about my schedule. That's what I thought you were going to ask me about more so than my material, because I've definitely taken some consideration, which I'd never before someone else's schedule. Like I know the first week in June is his birthday, so I don't book anything the first week in June. It had to be really serious for me to book something the first week of June, because we set that aside for a uh, personal time. And I'd never done that before. Um, I don't go out as many times during the week. I'm more thoughtful and actually like, okay, uh, set a better schedule. I don't just jump up and do things the way that I used to. And um, I don't know that even doing it before truly benefited me. It was just like what I felt I had to do or it was what I was going through at that point in my life to network and things like that. But, you know, I have different priorities now. And so I definitely put my husband very high on the priority list where I thought I'd always be like, you know, it's always my career first, career first. (laughs) But I know that, you know, at times I had even, when I was coming up, put my career before my kids. And I just found that, you know, there's a better way to do things sometimes. And you can actually have it all if you schedule it just a little bit better, get a little more organized. So, Google Calendar. (laughs) Yeah.
2: (laughs) And how about you, Suba? Um, I mean, I guess I have way less host stories because I'm not <laughs> exactly. Thank you, Suba. I was trying to say it that way. <laughs> I'm not uh, running around in these streets, but um, I get... and when I do joke about my marriage or my relationship, I talk with him first, which is not something. I was doing previously, you know, just to make sure he's not uncomfortable. And I try to be respectful to him, uh, even though I still talk about him a little bit. But I try to like walk a certain line uh, to be respectful and clear it and make sure it's like, okay. schedule wise, I haven't changed much, except I'm more based in L.A. I was practically living in New York even when I was working in L.A. because the second whatever I was working on wrapped, I would be in New York. I just could not stand this city. And then uh, because of him, I made more of an effort to actually like, okay, what if I had to make comedy in Los Angeles work? And then I was like, oh, there's actually a really good scene here. Well, yeah, there is (laughs) that I didn't give a chance because I was just running to New York so much. But like when I made myself stay here and focus, I found a bunch of smaller indie rooms and places where I could get up and work out and Like, without him, I wouldn't have put in that effort because that was just so in my head. I was like, I have to get to New York. I have to get to New York. But I was, like, literally in a basement in Bushwick alone with no windows going, what am I doing? (laughs) I was like, go home to your husband, lady. You're losing your
0: mind. Yeah. And then
2: is the scene um, as far
0: as... See, I'm listening to that and I'm thinking about how sometimes we do stay in our comfort zone too mm -hmm. long, but when we take ourselves out, we learn something. It kind of freshens our act. Mm-hmm. Yes. Did that happen for you or is it like.
2: Um, That's interesting about whether or not it freshened my act. I mean, I definitely am exposed to different comedians. And I feel like every time I'm like watching somebody or seeing something slightly different, like it inspires you like. I write comedy the most after I've seen a comedian I like or a joke I really like, because then it gets me thinking like, oh, my God, that's such a funny joke. What do I have to say? What do I have? Like, it gets my brain turning. So anytime I'm exposed to a different situation or a different comedian, it changes me for the better. That's
0: awesome. That's going to bring up this next question I had because I uh, that I didn't plan, (laughs) by the way. (laughs) (laughs) I don't plan a lot of this, but it's. I, was, I opened for Tony Woods who taped his first Yay, special. Awesome. Yeah, well, I saw that. Yes, you
1: I didn't see that you opened for Excuse no me. I, I saw a picture <laughs> yeah. that he taped his first special. So that's what yeah, I saw. I didn't get
0: in any of the photos. I, I didn't see like, you
1: either. Why didn't you not? Well,
0: because there was a lock of going on and I mm. just didn't want to be in the way mm. and uh it was his time and I just okay. was like and and it becomes a little bit weird when it's Dave Chappelle and he's there and yeah. everything's going on I I try not to be like that person who's like let's take a picture I mean sometimes mm. I will but this didn't seem like the time and if I was like if the time and I was the only one wearing a mask and I felt like I was ruining photos <laughs> I was Pretty ruining enough. photos. Be done, you didn't, you didn't,
1: you didn't kill the vibe and shit.
0: Yeah, and Dave did say, "Oh, you still wearing a mask?" I, sure, yeah. I am. Okay, he goes, <laughs> "I voted for Biden," but I, I said, "I got really sick, Dave, so I try to be careful." Mm. He's like, "You did?" I go, "Yeah." <laughs> so there, <laughs> mm-hmm. people are different, but I will say, like something he Tony doesn't watch Comedy. Mm -hmm. He doesn't watch anyone. And I'm sort of like that too. I'll watch, sort of, I've been watching some Netflix specials because they kind of force me. It's like on there sometimes. And I'm like, okay, all right. Or, like, I saw one young kid who was like a total douchebag to me. And I was like, okay, let me see if he's got it. <laughs> I wonder which kid you're talking I don't about. I know, I know in my head.
2: I'm like running through the Netflix specials. Because I know one that I was
1: like, I couldn't believe he had a Netflix special. I was like, oh, okay, kid. Because he had, I just had seen him. And I was like, it, I don't know. You know, anyway, go ahead with the story. And he was, <laughs> but he was, he was very good. And I was well, like, well, that's nice to hear. Might not be the person I'm talking about then.
0: But I was just like his arrogance was like and like he did a humble thing where he was like trying to pretend like he's just starting comedy. And then I saw like he had all these followers and then I saw like he has a Netflix special and then I was like, oh, he's actually really good. And here's the thing. I don't normally my question is, do you 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 already answered Suba? But my question to you, Vanessa, is do you watch because I tend to not watch because I impersonate people. Mm. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just happen to pick up mm-hmm. things. So I try not to.
1: Uh, I'm in the middle. I'm in the middle with that. Um, I can I understand that whole tapping into people thing. I do that regionally. When I if I'm in New York, I start sounding more like a New Yorker if I'm in LA, you know, wherever I don't know what yeah. that is. If I'm in the South, now all of a sudden I have this accent. You know what I mean? So I know <laughs> <laughs> I definitely understand that piece. Um, I still enjoy comedy. And I want someone to actually make me laugh. So I do still watch it uh, for those personal reasons. I watched Lunel's special recently. She's a good friend. So if it's a really good friend, I try to watch theirs too, just because one, I know they'll ask me, did I? So (laughs) (laughs) you don't want to get caught with your pants down. That's one. I I was gonna, you know, you got to kind of do it within the first week or so to let them know you care, which I do.
2: Oh, wow. I would love,
1: I want my peers to see me. So I would hope that they could um, swallow that up just to, at least for me to watch my shit, at least five to 10 minutes. I don't find a hell of a lot of people funny. That's why I don't mm-hmm. put myself through it. I mean, we already got to watch each other when we're at the club sometimes or hear it bleed through the wall. So I don't feel like I'm missing out on much. You know what I mean? Sometimes some of the newer cats, I might kind of see where the, take a temperature of where things are. But oddly enough, when I click on somebody's, it's all the same. You know what I mean? Like I'm not missing anything. But uh to Supa's point, sometimes when I'm at a op- when I'm at open mics and we're all working stuff out and we're having fun, I do enjoy hearing people that be like, Oh, you know what, I got some I need to be working on something. You know what I mean? It just kind of yeah. inspires me or hits me in a way where, um I might be maybe focused on one thing or whatever and just kind of getting that. It gives you a little spice or a little pick that me up true. to get back in your bag. And so I enjoy that feeling. And so if I'm watching a special and that happens, that's great. It's just Honestly, recently, it hasn't happened a lot.
2: I, yeah, no, I mean, look, I, I don't, I don't enjoy most of it. I try to put it on when I'm like, <laughs> when I'm like running or something so that there's mm-hmm. like, just to force myself, I guess like number one to support, like I do do that to support because I'm like, if a friend of mine gets something, yeah. I'm like, I have to watch it. I have to, even yes. if I'm not listening, just stream it. Give him, give yep. him a number, do something. Mm-hmm. Um, Good job, Suba. But-
1: <laughs> All you selfish pricks out there that don't want to take the
2: time to support. <laughs> No, I'm just joking. <laughs> <laughs> I agree with all that. Yeah. But That's so I, good. I just I, I guess I have this fear, but there's like like you said, great comedians who don't watch and don't do that. Like like both of you, Tony Woods, you both have very unique original voices. But then I'll see like comedians who will say the same point of view or like the same like kind of joke. And I'm like how do you not know this has been out here for a long time? Like, that's a fear of mine. So I always try to watch to try to, like, see what's been done, what is happening. Oh. But mm-hmm. I am also very, I have that same fear that I'm accidentally going to pick something up. And I've caught myself doing it once or twice. And I was like, this joke sounds familiar. And then I'll be like, oh, shit. <laughs> like, oh. Throw that away. So yeah, it is a fear of
0: mine. It enters because when Mm -hmm. I used to back in the day when I was, a you know, open mics, Mm -hmm. I did pick up open mic rhythm because I do impersonate. It's just who I am. It's how I, you know, like even started comedy from my whole story of moving from a white neighborhood to a black neighborhood. I used to change my voice out of survival. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of like just in me to do that. If I'm in England, I start talking like them. If I'm yeah. my Irish friend, I, I'll start talking like her. When I was in Australia, they were like,
1: you, you know, s- they say that it's not the worst thing, Marina. They say that help. It, to, like, it's almost a compliment. It's like you're trying to be on the like you want to relate with that person. And mm-hmm. so you will emulate kind of mirror yeah. them in a sense. And, and it's more of a uh, um, a thing of um, support. Like you want to let them know that I'm I too. I am Southern. I, too.
0: <laughs> I, know. I, too,
1: no cornbread. Or I, too, fit in with but your But I, I don't society. want to be like Tina
0: Turner. Remember when Tina Turner came back from the UK and we were like, wait.
1: Wait a minute. When were you British? Do I love you? Was, <laughs> <laughs> what is going on? When did you start? You know, I'm
0: Tina Turner. And I thought you was from were from we got going to first take it fast and then slow. It was like. <laughs> tina you from where's she from alabama she's from tennessee tennessee <laughs> but yeah. yeah so that's not that. the worst thing um and welcome here stace is backstage as well welcome we got two listeners two patreon subscribers watching the show thank you so much <laughs> stacy said unconscious mimicry occurs in people who have a lot of empathy thank
1: Aww. you There, thank you. you said it way better than i did
0: she gave the textbook definition thank you (laughs) so I uh, also we were talking about this before we started about social media and how this is the new thing I've noticed like I've been told by my reps now they're like on me about posting so I'm posting more than I've ever posted before or wanted to this is one of those things I feel like I just did not sign up for Mm. But I'm doing it more than I've ever done before. I'll go to you, Suba. You do TikTok. Do Do you do you feel like across the board all social medias are the same? And do you like doing it?
2: I hate it. I hate it with a passion. I want nothing to do with it. I want it all to burn to the ground. I want every lawsuit against Meta to be successful. I want it to go away. I hate it. I just I can't and I know there are like good things that come out of social media um, and they're also very problematic things so it's like I don't know it's a whole thing but just personally as an entertainer I hate I hate clipping it out I hate throwing jokes up online because here's the thing um, when it comes to social media people are like oh, it used to be four old white men who determined what entertainment was, these gatekeepers. And so social media provided an avenue for more diverse voices to rise and pathways and for us to find niche audiences, which is true. But in a way, we went from four white men determining what was funny and what should be out there to a line of code determining what is funny and what should be out there because as for every extremely talented comedian who i'm so grateful to see finally get a break and get an audience there are six motherfuckers where i'm like what is this like Mm -hmm. it just makes your brain melt this six
1: there's (laughs) a (laughs) hundred you're going what the hell is this for every. Yeah,
2: yeah, it's it's very complicated because I'm like, it's sad because it's not like this is more of a meritocracy. I'm like, I went from an old white dude to a line of code and I'm not happy about it.
0: And in that line of code is a white dude somewhere making that code Mm -hmm. because I did notice, like I posted an old video that about dating a Haitian man and it was right away, it was alerted and I was found that very interesting uh, being that I've seen so much on social media that's not alerted at all. So I just, I'm always curious as to how, like how that code works or how those algorithms I'm starting to learn. I'm starting to see the algorithm really, it can support division Divisive stuff. And it can also hold back voices of color. Like it's, mm-hmm. it's wild. It's it's. But yeah. Anyway, Vanessa, what about you? Oh, my darling, I can um,
1: actually just um, say amen and ditto to what Suba just said, um, because I came along Prior to all of this, and there was so much joy and so much fun and just the, I paid my ticket to see what I put together for you. You know what I'm saying? And that was just like, ah, oh, we got dressed, we got together to come out on this night to check out this live performance. And I, um, to your point, said that this wasn't what I signed up for, all this other stuff. And you can kind of curate it and make it where you're not necessarily showing your personal life and you're trying to put together these bits of your material and all this stuff. And it's just, I I have the same feelings that you all have said. I'm only going to echo and mirror what you all said, especially the point of there's good things that can come out of it as well. And so I think that I find myself trying not to fight, but flow with it in some way, but Mm -hmm. I still resist because it's not my natural um, way of being. I don't particularly like, um, even though I find myself attractive, I don't particularly like uh, looking at a lot of pictures of myself. Like mm-hmm. or I do it in my private time or with the people that I visit with, or I send them to people personally or whatever. But um, even doing these videos and having to look at myself is a lot. It's, so
2: hard.
1: <laughs> it's a lot for me. So and um, I'd like putting out though, I do love what we do for a living. It's just the medium in which of of the, you know, the internet and stuff. That's not my jam Mm -hmm. is, is basically how I can say it. I've had fun with it, but I wish that it was more of a, let's just, I wish I viewed it and maybe that'll help me. It's just to have fun with it. And I do it periodically. Unfortunately, um, like you said, um, Marina, your, um, agents and different people like that are like, I can help you better if only you would, you know, um, and even to my fans, sometimes they're like, I would love to see you know, more of you. And uh, the more that you're in my mind, the more I will notice when you're in my town or whatever, whatever. And I get it. It's just that it's not my natural way of being. And so I'm uh, trying to find different ways to to just flow with it and not fuss with it so much, you know?
0: And there are very successful comedians and actors now paying teams to do their social media for them. So we're also up against... Mm -hmm. As you know, people who are not at that point of success, right? Well, I had uh,
1: somebody. I've had somebody twice that I've paid. <laughs>
0: that you pay. I, I it's not
1: the, easy. Um, for, yeah. go ahead. I'm sorry. You said.
0: Well, I have someone for the podcast, but I'm saying the the um the the the, the amount that I heard. Yeah, you can get that wild. some were paying is way beyond my pay scale. Right. For and what I, they were doing. Yeah. it's not, like, what I'm doing for the pocket. Like, I have an assistant who's in college who I pay what's affordable for me. But what I'm hearing is, like, way over, like, it sounds like a mortgage, like a monthly, I, I was like. I was paying a cute little
1: car note worth, you know what I mean, if you if you will. Mm-hmm. And I still, you have to work with that person because I really wanted somebody that's like, hey, 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 man, you get to know me. You didn't got to know me. You know, I, I send you pictures and stuff. Just put up what you want to, man. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Put some stuff up. If I have to kind of point and click and tell you mm-hmm. and do all these looking afters, it's I, just, I might as well do it myself, I guess. But at mm-hmm. the same time, it's also a reflection of you. So you do not want someone to misrepresent you and stuff like that. So it's a learning curve on that. Or like you said, you're going to be paying you know what I'm saying? Big numbers, which I wasn't doing. You know, I'm paying a very modest number in terms of the uh, what I was getting for the month. So if you are going to pay those astronomical numbers, you can get that where they're going. Yeah, but
0: it's also unfair to comedians who are coming up who can't afford that. Mm-hmm. So they're up against a machine that they can't even afford now. So like in the beginning, like I was saying was kind of all like, we're all learning this and we're all like having fun and we're all posting and sort of randomly doing this. Now you're up against your, uh, people who make more money yeah, who can afford to hit those algorithms. And so now we've kind of made it a system that we were fighting against. Oh, it's, tech become is, that.
2: it's not, it's not very, uh, I guess I don't think egalitarian is the word I'm looking for. It's not good. You know what I mean? Like, it benefits people. Like, so many rich kids, like, have teams. Like, not even just famous people, just rich kids have whole teams whole podcast studios like that they can afford to like pay and put out content and then on top of that there was um an article that came out a while ago about how um tiktok and algorithms recognize when something looks nice and they're more likely to promote somebody in a nice house in a nice car as opposed to like a room that has like cracks in it or whatever so there's like multiple levels of inequality going on here so yeah it's not great oh yeah i stopped posting from my house on tiktok because tiktok (laughs)
0: was like bitch you need to move for (laughs) real i could tell i was like (laughs) like, (laughs) um tb wrote i read something about how it's becoming harmful in the ways we are seeing our image so much now Mm -hmm. we've never been so conscious of our looks as we are now and it's very harmful to young people in ways we haven't had before and young people are too much into yeah and pin. They're comparing themselves to magazines, but it's everywhere. Um, yeah. And it's so hard to avoid. I mean, I will say this. Yeah. I started even thinking about like my face more like I'm in, everyone's into <laughs> serums.
1: Uh, <laughs> oh, I've got serums.
0: <laughs> I, have mine on, I have mine on right now. You know, hydration, uh, looks, uh, pores, Everyone I just wants- came back from Turkey
1: from getting my teeth done.
2: Well, <laughs> no, they look great. Okay, look great. Your teeth look amazing. I know, wow. Can you see? And I'm,
1: go- I'm going back because I-, I got the implant post in. Oh, and then I have to go back to get the actual caps. And that's mm. my last two. And I'll be done. But I just got back fried. Like my mouth is still swollen over here. I got back on Friday night. Why Turkey? Because Turkey teeth be hitting, baby. <laughs> You know, our (laughs)
0: mayor's in trouble with
1: Turkey. I know this. And so like, it was a lot. I was, there was a lot I was trying to, uh investigate before going and researching, but they also are big, like, um, I think 85% of the men going through the airport, had hair transplants. Like Mm -hmm. everybody goes there for hair transplants and, um, and teeth. And so they were quite affordable as well as, um, I liked the work that they, that I saw done and it's their, uh, zirconium and not porcelain. So they're very, uh, um, hard material. and I had, I had some very, I was saying this because I know that I'm affected in some ways by the things that I see for sure. Mm-hmm. Not only am I 44, so also we have to move into what's going to happen now that I've had some extractions and this and that. Are we going to get dentures eventually what are we gonna do <laughs> I mean, like what's the plan and so because I'm in television I'm like well let me just go ahead and get them all capped off because mm-hmm. it's it's gonna be long lasting and I don't have to worry about all the other things that I was discolorations and things that I was worried about before but I can't help but to believe that the reason that I you know I know I went to Turkey is because of what I saw online mm. I, the part of my research
0: <laughs> now I want to go to Turkey you've made me just because I did someone made fun of me on a Tracy Morgan set scene I had because I, I have this one tooth that's very sharp.
1: It's a cutie pie. It's, I know what yeah. tooth you're talking it's, about. It's
0: the um, it, it's I call, what's that actress? She has it too. Uh, she has that tooth that's kind of jagged and she yeah. never fixed it.
1: Oh, I know. Are you talking about Jewel the Singer? Or... No, she's an actress. I'm but, just throwing uh, people's teeth out there. They mind. have
0: a <laughs> whole family. There's, there's like a sister or brother. And she, she, um, I'm going to, I can't remember her name right now, but it's dangerous and guys get very scared of it.
1: (laughs) I, I first became aware of how different they were when I was doing Dish Nation. I was doing Dish Nation quite a bit. And um, I would look at the comments. And um, one time in particular, because they were just really close, <laughs> they were going in on my bottom row of teeth. I mean, they went in on the lot. Like, I was like, I've seen it before and I've noticed. But, like, the way that other people noticed, it did affect me just a little bit. Now, I will Arquette, say... Over- Patricia Arquette. Patricia Arquette. I just mm-hmm. saw her and um, I was, I've been watching some Boardwalk Empire. Um, so... But yeah, yeah, yeah. So I have to say that I, well, I definitely have been affected by what people say online. How just a little the
0: hell bit. they went in?
1: And I've uh-uh. seen them before. I had two little ones that they turn in <laughs> like that. They looked a little vicious. I ain't gonna lie, but. <laughs> it's just something that when you're on TV like that and you're staring at it, you do. I know I've looked at people I'm like, now why don't they go get that fixed? They know we can see that. Look how but close they are the to it. But I love the stories
0: of like Patricia Arquette and when she she kept hers or like, I, I think there's another story of Barbara Streisand. They were like, you got to do this. And she never did. Mm-hmm. And they were Good like, imagine you're...
1: Good for them. The Arquettes are known. Her brothers are. You know what I'm saying. I don't think anybody knows the fractions. Um, as far as Barbara Streisand, you know, she's been singing her tale knows often. No, it was when she
0: was coming up when she was. I'm no very one.
1: aware. Well, I don't know if she was no one, but she, I, I didn't read Barbara. My name is Barbara, so excuse me. I need to, <laughs> I need to turn some pages before I go talking all flippant. But. <laughs> Her her talent was something that was major and noticed. And I'm sorry, her background and stuff like that. You, I don't know. You have more of a chance of making it. I'm a small black girl from wherever. And my name is, my family's is, name is not known in that way. And so you do whatever you can to kind of make yourself feel good. And I'm not a little girl. I'm 44. So it's not like uh, um, someone's trying to tell me something and I'm trying to change myself as a little girl. I've had these teeth for 40 something years. I'm mm. ready to change them.
0: Well, you look great. Why, thank you. I you feel do. Good. They, you look very, like, professional, and I could see you on the red carpet. You look like you're on the red carpet right now.
2: Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you have great teeth, too. I'm looking at yours. Oh, thank like, you. I have braces when I was young, and then, like, I have one overlapping thing when I, in my bottom teeth because my wisdom teeth pushed them back in after all that work, but I just... I don't know. I haven't bothered to fix it yet. In my head, I was like, well, maybe one day I'll get Invisalign or something. But, yeah, somebody actually did in one of the comments mentioned my teeth. And I was like, who gives a shit? <laughs> <laughs> it was so weird. I was like, come on. It's one tooth. Leave me alone. Mm. Um, but, Yeah. <laughs>
1: Yeah, it's about what you feel comfortable mm-hmm. with. And and like I said, I don't think it was just anything that they had said. I wouldn't feel that way unless I felt the same way yeah. before they said something, which I did. You know what I mean? So it was just. the. Mm. Oh,
2: know. my God. You know Go what ahead. got me? OK, because I had I used to have really long sideburns and then like a comic when I was like. 19 was like you should do something about that and I was like okay whatever and then there was like a creepy old man who's like never touch your sideburns and I was like ew okay I don't know what's going on and then I like I never paid attention to it until I started doing like self tapes and seeing myself on video more and more and more and I was like oh my sideburns are weird but then I was like googling Bollywood stars cause I was like okay maybe this is just like Indian sideburns but I'm like all those bitches wax theirs off so I was like fuck <laughs> if they're not even Doing it, <laughs> I, I'm gonna take mine off
0: too. <laughs> oh, that's hilarious!
2: I started waxing them off because I was like, okay, if they're not doing it in India, I can't hold on to this. I can't. <laughs> <laughs> you thought she was being true? I, like I'm just gonna be me. I'm
1: being true to mine. I'm not gonna. You, got, you were go speaking your truth. influence,
0: right? I, that speaking your truth thing goes <laughs> get you nowhere sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Living your truth. Live your truth, <laughs> honey. So I'm gonna oh, get funny. go into these hot topics. <laughs> so hot, Delta so flight hot. attendant threatens to have Grammy nominated gospel vocalist escorted from plane after she refuses to stop singing to passengers. Bobby Storm 36, the Detroit-born vocalist, features on Grammy's 2024 Best Gospel Album nominee. The Maverick Way by Christian group Maverick City Music video shared on social media shows her making several attempts to put on a show for travelers on a plane until an airline employee threatens to escort her from the plane. By the way, both people are black. The video starts mid-confrontation as Storm appears to have stood in the aisle to perform during the flight while an unimpressed attendant orders her back to her seat. She says, I'm charting right now on the billboards, Storm says as the attendant says, can you just sit down and be quiet? Now, once back at her seat, Storm starts to tell her origin story (laughs) 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 to her, get this, captive listeners (laughs)
2: It Uh, should have said captured,
0: yeah, captured (laughs) listeners gaining a mixed reaction because, you know, you have people we'll get into across the aisle. Some people shoot uneasy side glances in her direction. While one woman woman appears to be enjoying the spectacle. She goes, I used to sing on planes a a long time ago. Storm says, I just found out I'm up for two Grammys. My first time, you guys. I sing for the Lord. And my song is out on all platforms. It's called We Can't Forget Him. I want to share this with you guys. And they probably were like, we want to forget you. (laughs) Yes. Growing visibly frustrated, though, the Delta employee asks her, are you willing and able to be quiet right now? I'm your flight leader. I need you to follow my instruction. My instructions are for you to answer my question. Are you able to be quiet right now. But Storm turns to surrounding passengers instead asking them, what do you guys think? (laughs) No one replies. The attendant finally resorts to a threat, warning her, if you're not able to follow my instructions, you will not be taking this flight. Storm quickly (laughs) backtracks. If that's the case then that's fine. If, if you're the person in charge of it all, then that's fine. Yes. Okay, all right. Thank you. And the flight attendant says, as their conflict seems finally to be over, but seconds after the flight leader left, the flight leader, Storm turned to, to the back of the other passengers and says in a quiet tone, I'll sing it on a low for y'all in the back if that's okay. So my question to you, I'll go to you, Vanessa. Did you hear this story? And what were your thoughts? Because you're a singer. I know you're, a, you know, somewhat religious. I am somewhat religious. Mm-hmm. And I have a family in the music industry.
1: You know, we all have friends. We all have, you know, we're in the industry. We, we're, you know, award winners, <laughs> you know, all this <laughs> stuff. I know when I saw it, it was so cringy. It was cringe to me. Like every moment of it, I kept going, ooh, ooh, <laughs> like it was so cringy. And then to not back down off of it, I could understand if you were like, I think this is gonna be a good idea. And then the flight leader goes, this is not a good idea. And you go, okay, guys, my bad. You know what I mean? Or whatever. And just take that L and have a seat to continue to, to kind of con- to keep going and then try to bring in. So what do you guys think? They were enjoying it. And my favorite quote um, in my husband's too was, well, I'm not enjoying it. Was the,
2: <laughs> was the flight leader.
1: I said, ooh, that's when I just really went like, ooh. And she just would not take the L. And I think that um, it's intrusive. And to put the Lord in it is is um, is not taking responsibility for your actions um, to keep questioning the man who is doing his job is not taking responsibility. Well, if you are in charge, he has said several times over, I'm not just a flight attendant. I'm actually the flight leader. You know what I mean? I lead this flight and you're being disruptive. And um, as you said, it wasn't a captive audience. It was a captured audience. There's nowhere they can go. You know, either I agree with you or you're going to force this on me harder. So I'm just going (laughs) to try to smile politely. You put those people in a bad position. And I'm one of those people that um, I I don't want to hear this shit. You know what I mean? If I don't want to hear a baby cry, I certainly don't want to hear you singing. And if I'm going to let you sing, then that means I got to let said other artists sing. Mm -hmm. And I don't know what you're going to say. I don't know if this is appropriate or not. I don't know if you're having a mental breakdown. All I know is that most people come on here, put their seatbelt on, and enjoy the flight. So anything other than that, to me, is a disruption. And I could say more, but I'm going to pass it on to Suba. <laughs>
2: <laughs> no, I agree. Uh, I think this lady is a little uh, little off. Uh, the fact that she was like, I used to sing on planes, I was like, that's not a thing. <laughs> that's, not. that's not a thing. Maybe in like a 90s rom-com, but no, you did not used to sing in planes. And the fact that you were so surprised that a flight attendant would kick you off tells me you have not been on a plane. Was this her first time? I don't know.
0: <laughs> I mean, hasn't she seen wild. all the videos of people being dragged no. off planes? And with everything
1: going on, you have to um, I would use the man's video in uh to train other flight attendants yeah. moving forward because there's so many disruptions. You don't know what's gonna cause what. Maybe her singing dis- disrupted somebody and then somebody said, you need to sit down and shut up. And then she said, mm-hmm. no, I don't. I'm singing for the Lord. And they say, well, I don't wanna hear And then she said, well, you gonna get what the Lord wants for you. And then she said, well, I'll show you something. And then she said, and then you, now mm-hmm. y'all fighting, you never know what's gonna go on with that. And it's like, and if we just alleviate all of the mess and just sit down and enjoy the flight, we don't have to wonder. Um, I have some I don't (laughs) I have some friends in this business that do that kind of thing that turn their phone on and want to include everybody into their hijinks so that they can get clicks and likes. And um, I think that we've awarded bad behavior Mm -hmm. or um, uh, behavior that is. It is disorderly and nobody asked for it, especially on a flight or something like that. You don't know if somebody's fleeing a domestic situation. You don't know kind of what's going on with people. And for you to just include them into your into your mess is too much. If I pay for a ticket, Mm
0: -hmm. fine. I
1: think that's the appropriate place to put it. And that goes for comedians, too. I don't want to see all this live action stand up and all these live action uh, uh, skits and can on now. I go see improv on the theater at the stage where I pay my good ticket. And if you're going to include me in it, I need a check because ain't no way you didn't put me into this million dollar clickbait and you didn't send me nam no money. But yeah <laughs> you, you know what I mean? You're using my reactions and all this and that to get to, to get your thrills. So anyway, if I didn't pay for a ticket, don't put me in it. Don't include me. I didn't
0: ask for it. I, and I did feel like she was looking for some click like mm-hmm. we were just saying. She got I, it. Yeah, she did. She it got works. it, whether you
1: liked it or not. And so, for all of us that are saying we don't like it, there were at least a thousand, two thousand out of the millions that watched it, there's a thousand, two thousand people that said, Go on and sing for the Lord. That wasn't nothing but the devil. And that's all she wanted.
2: They nothing but the- you, <laughs> you know, they'll t- twist twisted. I think her problem was doing it on Delta. That's too nice of an airline. <laughs> I love Delta. <laughs> Delta is my Where should favorite. she have done it? Spirit. I say Spirit. Spirit, maybe Southwest. I oh, would have kicked off on Spirit. Southwest would have
0: probably <laughs> let her do it. Yeah, the Southwest. But I I also now true story, I did do a plane ride where they asked me to do stand up and <gasps> there was a singer on the plane. Oh my! Yeah, God. so they do do this um, for stand up for cancer. They did this one oh, year where okay. uh, I had well, I was booked. You were they booked to do this. Yeah, I was booked as a comedian to do stand up for cancer on a flight. On mm. a flight, yeah, and but yeah, I was booked to do. I was terrified at the idea of doing stand up on a plane. Didn't go well. Okay, but
1: <laughs> were the people aware of it? Did the the people on the flight know that there would be a comedy show going along with their flight?
0: Yeah, I'm just saying there are... I was speaking to what Suba was saying, like, this never has happened, but they do do these Mm. sort of things where they book people uh, who are aware that they're gonna... So what they were doing was they were um, giving them a whole package where they Mm. tell them, you're gonna meet at LaGuardia, we're gonna fly to uh, Disney World... And you're going to get a performance on the plane by a comedian and Mm -hmm. a singer. Mm -hmm. And then when we land, you get to go off. And all of the people on the plane were either survivors or in treatment or Mm -hmm. family members who are uh, affected by someone who's had cancer. Mm -hmm. And on the plane, they put all the names of people who've passed from cancer. It's a beautiful thing. But that's... They sign up for that. They yeah. book their tickets. These people mm-hmm. on this plane did not sign up. And if I, if Marina Franklin had been on that flight, I would have said to her, "Excuse me, um, not everyone on here has the same religion that you have. So you're actually not respecting other people's freedom of religion. Like I don't mm-hmm. want it. I'm sh- I'm congratulations." And I'm happy for you. And there probably would have been like an argument. And then I probably would have been in her reel. And then I probably would be headlining at the <sighs> New York comedy.
2: Because
0: <laughs> <laughs> it would have went viral. Now, there was a quote from one of the comments. And by the way, there is an update that I sent you guys. Uh, Delta, uh, with the initial video, she asked her followers to reach out to Delta to express outrage at what happened. And in a follow-up video on Instagram, Storm explained Delta executives reached out to her and apologized. And mm. they are also, she says, they're also fans of me. She doesn't want, she didn't say it like that. I. <laughs> she doesn't want, she said, she doesn't want this man to be reprimanded where he loses his job. Yeah, right. I simply applauded. want us to, yeah I simply want us to keep in mind how we treat each other and she hopes the flight attendant sees that he that he's able to learn a valuable lesson
1: where do we think that we have to like the way that somebody uh, kind of reprimands us or lets us know that we're out of line or that we've crossed a boundary or that we need to do X, Y, and Z. He didn't yell. He didn't. In fact, had you just had your seat again, and he doesn't know what's going on. He just sees a person in the middle of the aisle trying to call attention to themselves during an inappropriate mm-hmm. time. Nobody asked for this. isn't scheduled. It's not as if she talked to one of the flight attendants and said, Hey guys, do you mind if X, Y, and Z, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? You just took it upon yourself you know, it's narcissism. It's ridiculousness, you know. And even when I was um, I went on her I don't know if I was on her page or heard other comments about it, but she sounds very she doesn't sound all the way together to me. She sounds very into herself and into her own business and mess. And again, that's why she's telling all her accolades and everything that she's done. And I just don't find that attractive. I don't know mm-hmm. any better way to say that girl has. a, And I hate to say it. Heffa had a beautiful voice. You know what I mean? Because now you done made me sit here and listen to it. So now I didn't listen to the little stankin' song. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) Or whatever. But, you know, like, I can't, I don't like to reward bad behavior. So, no, I'm not going to follow you. And anything else I hear from Maverick City, I probably will turn my nose up to. Just because the air that you brought into this whole situation, it just, I don't know. It just seems so self-righteous and so, like, I don't see where you don't see where this is wrong or where you could have been better. And you keep wanting to say where this gentleman could have learned something. What did you learn, young lady? Because it doesn't seem like anything. You keep making excuses and talking about folks apologizing to you and everybody, your fan. I think you're delusional. I think she's sipping
0: from the cup of delusion. Yeah. I really, really mm-hmm. do. And you said it right, Vanessa, when you said there's so much going on in the world right now with religion. It's just not the time. One of the quotes from the comments said religion is like a penis. <laughs> It's a perfectly fine thing for one to have and take pride in, but when one takes it out and waves it in my face, we have a problem. We do.
1: Especially if <laughs> it's not my p- thing. Right. Like, yeah, I didn't accept this penis as my own. That's you know, hilarious. <laughs>
0: that's very good. I love that. I was like, I oh too. I've never e- look at the comments, but every now and then they, they do surprise me. They give you gold. <laughs> stranded on the ice. Well, we wish her... uh... I don't wish her anything. I wish her (laughs) to sit down
1: and shut the hell up on her next flight. Because there's so many of us that have accolades. There's so many of us that are doing wonderful things and what makes your something so much better than everybody else's. Mm -hmm. And and especially when you didn't get it cleared. Every now and again, the flight attendants will say, hey, give it up for these people. They've been married 30 years. Or give it up for our service people who actually do something for all of us. Mm -hmm. And I don't necessarily want to be blessed with your, as you call it, with your
0: vocals so that's <laughs> you know? a long flight to also just see her upset that she didn't get to sing or what was it where were they i forget where they were going
2: to
1: i mean like every uh, you know how many grammy categories there are i mean come on ma'am this is showboating it's ridiculousness call your girlfriends y'all go have a glass of champagne you know
0: that's what normal <laughs> people do it's also like yeah. we're comics. We travel all the time. We know all how these the things time. work, and sometimes the stu- the um, what it, the leader is that what he called flight himself? leader. Flight leader. I love that. The flight leaders on the plane they can be nasty. Yeah. This guy, I saw it, and I was like, I am with him on mm-hmm. this, and he seemed to be trying to be as clear. As possible, and she didn't seem to listen. To
1: make her understand, he had to break it down. Mm-hmm. Well, they're enjoying it. I'm not enjoying it. He had to keep like rebutting with, I don't care what you think. This is how it is. And she just would not take it until would he had he to... just
0: thrown up a hat. <laughs> and she, that would have been the sign. And she would have been like, oh, come on. He's over it. We both black. Come on.
1: Come on, baby. Doing? And then I think that's what she thought too.
0: You know, we're black, we could do this. <laughs> here's, a, here's an old article of a couple stranded on the Eiffel Tower. I did this because you both have such beautiful weddings. <laughs> a couple decided to wed with an AP reporter there to tell the story. Police arrested a man climbing on the Eiffel Tower, leading to visitors being temporarily stranded at the summit, including a reporter. Just happened to be there <laughs> from the uh, associate press, uh, another maybe social media stunt and Washington <laughs> DC couple who decided during the wait to get married. Americon had been planning to propose to cat Warren beforehand and found it the perfect opportunity. I figured we might be here longer than I imagined. So mm-hmm. she always wanted to be proposed to on or under the Eiffel tower. So I figured this is it. This is the moment. My question to you both, as I want to say specifically, though, he had been planning to propose later, uh, away from crowds, with a romantic dinner on the river. Also, you know, he didn't want to make this type of scene, but it just happened to be that. So where would you... Where was your proposal, uh, Suba? And...
2: Okay, Uh, it's kind of a a funny story, because he was trying really hard to surprise me, and I don't take a lot of days off from comedy, and he knew if he asked me to take a day off, I might get suspicious, So the only time I really will take a night off is because I I really love Halloween and I love Fright Nights at Universal Studios. (laughs) So he took me to Universal Studios Fright Nights and he thought he would be able to find like a good place to propose there, but there were so many people in costumes jumping out with chainsaws and like all this different shit. And then the only kind of quiet place he found were the the bathrooms outside of uh, Harry Potter world. (laughs) (laughs) That's... <laughs> That's he <like> got, that <laughs> he, got, he got down on one knee and said, will you marry me? And I was so surprised I didn't respond. I was just looking at him and he was still down there. And then he went, will you? And I was like, oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <had to> <laughs> I but that. I didn't know that was like a faint, Like it was like a misdirect because he had flown in my family. So they were waiting for us at home with a big party. Oh, so wow. I didn't, that makes this story so much better. I know because <laughs> I didn't know that part. So I was just sitting there in Universal Studios and on the car ride with him going, there's a second part. And in my head, I'm like, is it another bathroom? Like, what are we <laughs> doing? <Pardon me. laughs> Precious. It was really fun. Like one old lady on the side saw him propose and clapped. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, Why is this? Oh my god. Oh my god. And one old lady
1: went.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I love this because I've never I mean, I did have a guy on the subway one time in a box. He goes, I'll marry you. <laughs> Not the old coming to America you're (sighs) really a prince I could take you. <laughs> TV says, good thing he was sure you were going to say yes and not look, look at the location of the proposal and have <laughs> you start wondering what am I getting into? <laughs> That's did he is.
1: ask you first to make sure like, did you have that conversation? Like if I were to ask you, would you? Because some guys don't do that. Yeah, like just... I
2: picked out the ring and stuff. So, like, okay. I knew it was coming eventually at some point. Mm-hmm. Just not a, uh, outside the yeah. bathroom. <laughs> what about you, Vanessa? Um, Uh, I, first of all,
1: uh, congrats again, Suba. That's a really lovely story. (laughs) And um, I always say that just being considerate and stuff like that is like super important. So the fact that he had like the family and everything Mm -hmm. as soon as you got home, I think is just so... Wonderful and and just wonderful. Yeah. Mine was uh, kind of I guess a little more traditional surprise. It was at my um, now husband it was his birthday party, so I didn't oh. really know what was going on. He had a very nice birthday party at an art museum and invited like all his friends and family and stuff. And he had asked me to invite like a couple of friends, like Ashima was there and another girlfriend, Robin. And um, I invited my sister, but she didn't come. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, and so, yeah, I was. We were having the announcements at the end. You know, we're about to give out the cake kind of situation, and um, he was opening gifts and opened a gift that said Thomas, like which is his last name. And he said, here, you can hold this. And I said, oh, that's cute. I said, he's got me holding the sign. I can hold his last name. You know, I'm all like that. And then he says, I think I could do a little bit better than that. And then he gets on his knees and has this big ring. And I was like, it, the ring was so nice, I thought it was fake. <laughs> it was that was really really a big <laughs> Aww, big surprise for me and so everybody was his parents everybody was there like to have the big chaducha dance yeah. it was pretty nice it was very nice actually very, That's very so nice
0: That's so cute Oh that is so Yeah cute.
1: and i have got to, you know do the little slow dance to Luther Vandross so amazing <laughs> love has truly I think you posted that I did too. I did yeah,
0: yeah I, re- I remember and I remember being like oh my god
1: oh I did a whole like hallelujah shout and like <sighs> the whole thing got all happy but I just um, and definitely teared up and cried and all that but like you Sue at first you're like what did you say like are you serious <laughs> <laughs> is this happening oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yes of course yes a thousand <sighs> times yes
0: and I've been to both of your weddings. Yeah, and I was so happy. I when I because Suba's gave me a chance to actually go home to Chicago too, and
2: oh, you had it in Chicago. Yeah, yes. the suburbs, yeah. northwest the suburbs.
0: suburbs yes. Yeah. Oh. The Northwest, which I rarely go to, yeah. but I was like, I was like, oh, there is this part of Chicago. <laughs> That's right. But it was beautiful, beautiful God, wedding. You. I've always wanted to dance in an Indian
2: wedding, and I
0: memorized it. Yeah, like crazy.
2: Marina, out of like like all the Indian girls who this is supposed to be our culture, didn't know what we were doing. <laughs> <laughs> Marina was prepared and ready.
0: <laughs> oh, I went in. I had the whole thing I was dancing to it all week I loved the song it was so much fun it was was a beautiful wedding it was absolute food I had to work out I think I gained like (laughs) so much weight after that but it was just I'm still working off your wedding actually (laughs) Um, but a little bit more about this story though the climber was found between the towers second and third floor uh, and it says that I think the man was carrying a banner about American singer songwriter Billy Eilish. I, I think it was "Free Billy Eilish." She's free. Uh, s-
2: <laughs>
0: yeah, and they were they were trying to do a stunt, and uh, they were arrested. Yeah, the police <laughs> arrested him. Um, they were also. oh yeah Kat said yes I said yes of course when trapped at the top of a 1,083 foot tower how can anyone say no
1: (laughs) they're friends with this reporter this is what I believe because first of all he was only up two to three flights how far is that when there's a thousand flights you know what I mean like you could have let us down and y'all could have got him off Um, I don't know I don't know about this story (laughs) I'm going to be honest. How many people get proposed to at the Eiffel Tower? Plenty. Mm -hmm. So why are we hearing about Kat and and Tom or whatever his name is there?
0: Life normally is stranger than fiction. But I think what's happening is social media is starting to dictate the stranger than fiction. Mm -hmm.
1: And create Uh. and create. The 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 fiction. I mean, they're creating this some of it, and I'm not saying them in particular. Cat, congratulations. <laughs> um,
0: <laughs>
1: but there are so many things, and I, I know even when we're watching social media. Even when we're watching um, social media, there are so many things that uh, will I'll stop and go like, oh, this is a skit. Oh, this mm-hmm. is made up. Oh, nobody pulls out a camera during this kind of moment or whatever. And it becomes very annoying. I don't mind the things that you kind of actually do catch. You know, some of them are pretty funny. I do watch Neighborhood Wars and stuff like that. You know, (laughs) stuff that happens in retail stores, you know, things like that sometimes can be funny, but it's all these kind of made up scenarios that kind of make me roll my eyes. I'll just say that.
0: If they caught me in my true Karen stage of (laughs) writing letters and what I do like this weekend, I got to share with you guys. Yesterday, I was supposed to get a vaccine, but my insurance doesn't work with the Rite Aid for some reason, I don't know what that's all about. But Rite Aid is is bankrupt, so it doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. But um, this is what I did tell them (laughs) on my exit. I said, you're bankrupt, so I get it.
2: Uh, You
0: wasted my time. You knew like two weeks ago, my insurance, you could have called me, but anyway. So they, so I'm entering my building and I see HPD, which is housing authority, which checks on heat and water. And of course I was in, mo, in my my mode. So I was like, who are you and why are you trying to get in the building? He was like, I am with the housing authority. I was like, you are with the right person. <laughs> oh I will let God. you in. Not only will they let you <laughs> in, what do you need? What was the complaint? And he was like, it was about heat and it was about, he had a little so smile on, on his face like this woman. He goes, it was about, he was about the boy. He goes, I go, but have you, I'll let you in my, but just don't t- say that it was me, okay? Because they are retaliatory. He goes, and the back, there's garbage. I go, oh. Hm. Come with me. Did you? I will show you. You want me to take you back there? I will take you back there. <laughs> I go, because, see, usually they come, you guys come, and you just come randomly, and no one can let you in. And then there's a report that says you tried to enter, but no one was able to let. I will show you everything. Oh, it was a beautiful day. That's
2: hilarious. I love that. And then he actually
0: stopped. He said, ma'am, I can't. uh, There's only a length of time that I'm actually...
1: (laughs) I, I, like, you have to let me go.
0: <laughs> I was like, I need to call the other women in the building. I recruit people. There's other women that you would like married from two
1: two seven or something because you are on it. Do you hear me?
0: Girl. And they got their and the heat is on. <laughs> is nice and warm and the heat the is back. on. So update on a fifty eight year old man who passed away weeks after undergoing a pig heart transplant. I don't know if Mm -hmm. you heard about this. This is like, actually, it's a sad story, but it's also like a story, one that's very important, because I do have friends who need hearts, uh, and I've had a friend who had a heart transplant. So Lawrence Possett, a 58-year-old man, has passed away almost six weeks after becoming the second person to undergo a pig heart transplant. In January of 2022, David Bennett Sr. was the first to undergo the procedure and pass away two months later. The pig heart was reportedly modified to make the organ better suited to fit the human immune system. At the time, it was reported that the transplant saved Fawcett, I remember the story, from heart failure. Additionally, the procedure left surgeons marveling at its success, although they didn't want to predict anything. They were like, hold on now. For a faucet, the pig's heart began to show signs of rejection on October 31st. The medical center published a memoriam sharing the faucet passed away. And rejection is the most significant challenge with traditional transplants involving human organs. What do you all think about this? Have you Did you hear the story, Vanessa? I
1: did hear the story. Um, I think any way that we can survive, but if it was my family member, I'd be, I would want them to try it and see how we can uh, evolve in our in medicine, you know, to keep people here longer, uh, I definitely know someone young that died from heart disease. He needed a heart, and I think he had got a heart transplant. Did he get the transplant? I believe so. Either he needed it or he was get. Either way, it had to do with the situation, and it was sad when he passed away. Um, he was a young man. You know, I don't know. I thought I don't know if we're making. I don't. I don't have the right technical terms, but you know how we make those strides yeah what strides we're making in artificial hearts maybe not ones that come from animals but the, how mm-hmm. we make the how we um what is that thing that you can it makes all kinds of things
2: like um cloning or like yeah, or growing that, uh, organs in a lab that kind
1: of situation mm-hmm. or that thing that um
2: stem cells not stem
1: cells it's actually something non non um Organ, like you could put in there that you want to make a car or a, some type of a art oh a 3d printer. Boom! Thank you, baby. It took so long <laughs> for me to get there. I don't know. We could make a 3d printed heart or something like mm-hmm. that Just in that space because I don't know. I guess it gets weird when you're using animal parts. Do we use animal parts for anything else? Like do well, we, people use kidney pig or is liver? The closest,
0: um, and I think that's why they were very excited about it because this is just the, the, the and they both were willing to be a part of the study that's what they both were like saying that they wanted to help others with the, what happened with the 57 year old who passed um 2 months after the procedure was that it was combined with the autopsy revealed that a prior health condition okay combined with an undetected virus in the pig heart mm ultimately attributed to the passing so it's complicated because pigs
1: not... carry a lot of disease don't they
2: mm-hmm.
0: I mean they eat shit <laughs> <laughs> they're smart as a five year old child
1: oh, did you say that to kind of combat what I just said <laughs> <laughs>
0: about
2: them shit. Uh, that was the vegan. <laughs> to- the five-year-old kids are dirty. Have you seen them running around <laughs> looking at grocery cry. store carts? <laughs> they will do it. They
1: will do it. That is true. They will Smart, do
0: it. Smart, but dirty as a five-year-old. Smart kid. <laughs>
1: they are. They will. I mean, I know I ate my share of dirt pies, so.
0: True. <laughs> but it, it is there are some differences between the pig heart and the human heart. The pig heart possesses a typical Valentine-shaped heart, so don't don't go crazy and give that to someone for Valentine's Day, <laughs> which is oriented with line with, you know, the stance of the pig. The human heart is a uh, trapezoidal in shape. So okay. that could be presence of tubular. It's just there's so many differences, but it could help if they figure it out because and there is such a need for hearts Mm -hmm. uh, with people who need heart transplants. And I know my friend who's going through this right now, who actually did get a heart, it's, it's the fear and he's very young. The fear that that heart will not work is high for him throughout his whole life. You know, so the studies on this is very important and I'm, I'm hoping that there is some, that's something that they did learn. I guess my question is, would you be willing to do something like this if you knew you were in this situation? Because we typically are asked when we're in dire situations, would you willing would you willing to be, be a part of a study mm-hmm. like this? I'll ask you, Suba, would you?
2: Yeah. I mean I'm on the way out anyway. Why not? Like throw a pig heart in there. So it's just uh Sci-fi-wise, yeah. it's just so, um, it feels science fiction-y, you know what I mean? Just bizarre to, uh, I mean, if they can make it work, that's amazing. Um, yeah. But yeah, of course I would. I mean, I have no reason not to. Uh, it's just huh, so weird, <laughs> for lack I of a better word. I Don't hope they make hardy. it work. But
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if with the, if I only had my option was you're going to die in three months or you can try this pig heart. Well, mm-hmm. then I'm going to try the pig heart. And hopefully, even if it gives me two more days, how about it? Mm-hmm. I guess that would be a, you know, something. What if it wasn't that? What if what it was just a
0: trial? No. You would say no?
1: To help others? No. <laughs> yeah. Like, like let's, I was say, gonna, let's say your, your yeah, condition wasn't as dire, mm-hmm. but
2: it was there.
1: Then we're not going to push this. No, no. The answer no.
2: Probably not. If it could kill me, probably not. And I was going to pretty
1: much be okay. We're just trying to help others. This could make me a little bit stronger and this could help other people, but I was going to be pretty much okay. We just need to try it out on somebody. Well, you'd have to try it out on somebody that had a little less to, <laughs> to go in yeah. for themselves.
0: It's interesting with trials. When I was asked that, when I was going through breast cancer treatment, And they asked if I wanted to do trials. They were really coming at me strong. And I had a lot of uh, suspicion Mm -hmm. and doubt. And when you're going through something like that in your life, at the time, you're just, everything's being thrown at you. Mm -hmm. So you're like overwhelmed with what do I pick? Mm -hmm. And I remember going, I remember being so skeptical and just like, why are you trying to do this to me?
2: Mm-hmm. Like,
0: is there uh, anyone else you could go to? Like, what are you doing? I don't trust it. And then I, I found out that as my, minor- as black patients go, we don't typically do trials. So they don't have data. So it is actually important that we do trials so that they can have information about what works and what doesn't work. So there's like, yeah. that, that's the benefit they of They tried a trials. lot of stuff on us over the years. Yeah. So we're yeah. a little finicky yes. about, yeah,
1: yeah I, I get, get you. Yeah. Go try one of these mixed girls. They got a little black in them. You ain't got, oh to, do no, you ain't got to do the purebred. Honey. We haven't <laughs> been through enough. We've been through enough.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. All right. So grocery chain just fired its self checkouts. Now, I put this in for a reason (laughs) because I, hey, I, I liked self checkouts and I got into it with a woman at the store. And then I, of course, I followed up with a complaint with the (laughs) store manager. But the story is Booth's, a small grocery chain in northern England, operating since 1847, has decided its customers belong to the latter category and announced this week that it will be getting rid of the self-checkouts in all but two of its 28 stores, diverging from the trend that has remade retail shopping around the world over the last 20 years. Although useful, this decision comes for the betterment of the stores for the customers. Often, the machines end up requiring worker assistance when it's not able to scan an item or needs to verify your age. In 2016, a study of retailers in the United States, Britain, and other European countries found that retailers with self-service lanes and apps had a loss rate, which means you know steal. what, that means, I steal, <laughs> of about 4%, more than double the industry average, with researchers saying self-checkout lanes tempted shoppers to act in ways they normally would not and made theft Less Detectable mm-hmm. Now I'm gonna go to use Suva To use the self-check And have you ever Just accidentally Added an avocado To your bag
2: Um, I definitely On purpose Put a ginger shot In my pocket <laughs> I forgot why I think I was mad At how expensive Something was And so I was like I'm gonna take this <laughs> This little, this little shot, Ginger, just as a fuck you. Because I think I it was just so overpriced. I was like, I don't know what's going on with this store. Um, I do self-checkout because, like, I mean, I don't know. I guess it's, like, neighborhood to neighborhood. But, like, where I am, the lines are crazy. Mm-hmm. So I don't remember. I don't know if they got fewer registers or people were replaced because there's still so many cashiers. But then there's also just a self-checkout section which I appreciate because like the lines can get intense. Yeah, the lines can get intense. And then it's also
0: like customer service was so bad for such a long time. Like a part of me was like, good for your ass. Now <laughs> now look at you, right. you didn't act right. And now you ain't got a job. None but then the other it. part of me is like, oh, they need jobs. Mm-hmm. You know, like people need to work. And you're taking away work from people who yeah. need that job. And that is a very hard job. I do understand that. Um, but I did get into it with this woman because I I was like, where's the self-checkout? She's like, we don't. And she came back with such an attitude. She was like, we don't have nobody to watch you. So I was like, OK, <laughs> now I have to go to you and. When I tell you she was just the most miserable person, she had the worst attitude, she turned her back on me when I needed to put stuff into the bag. I said, this is why I do the self-checkout, because this anger that's boiling up in me right now is unnecessary. But then they do watch you, too, at the self-checkout. And it's a hard thing because you feel like they're watching you to see if you're stealing. And that feels intrusive. But then the thing is, it's like, yeah, I kind of could steal. So. Yeah, no, I, am, I am
1: stealing. Period. <sighs> period. Point. But I am know it. If I have to bag it, I'm gonna take my uh, my my uh, <laughs> bagging fee out of something <laughs> because I'm with super Sometimes it's the um, it's just I'm like I don't I, no. I'm gonna put an extra avocado over here because you're not watching me. Why should I be doing this at all? Mm-hmm. I didn't come here for this. That's the, that's the way I feel, and I feel I need to be compensated, and so I take a can of tuna. I take, <laughs> I know uh, it, it only, it's only, it's a 10 pound something, but I say it's two pounds. Like I steal and that's just, <laughs> I'm, I'm not even going to try to like go around it. That's, I actually go in that line to steal something. Because <laughs> And I have the money. Do know that I have the money. I just am irritated that you would put me through this. And a lot of times, um, especially for like if it's a small town and stuff like that, I don't agree with it. I think they should have clerks. And, you know, there's different people that need those kinds of jobs and it fits their skills perfectly. Um, I do use the line sometimes the checkout uh, self-check because I don't want to have a lot. of. I don't like that super um, talkative checkout lady. You know what I mean? That's like, know. so my grandkids this week and da, 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 Like, I don't want all that. Just check my stuff <laughs> out and, and let's move on. So
0: that's know. North Carolina. I had a woman, she was like, oh, you're from New York. Oh, how is it there? <laughs> uh, so TB wrote, I like self-checkout. Not sure about the others, but Safeway video records you from the above, which has helped me with the machine messed up. And we could look at the video to see if I was right and the machine did screw up the checkers at my safe safeway was great and always nice, but the people trying to use it can be such assholes. The checkers have the patience of saints. Yeah. I, I will say this, like the, the problem of in a separate conversation of thievery is high. And as we know, I don't know if you guys are seeing this, everything's being locked up Uh in Harlem. We just lost a target because of so much of the thievery that was going on in that target Mm. in my right aid right on the corner. Like I, this morning I was really upset because I went to go get like some towels, just towels and there's no towels. Yeah. And I want, I, I have, I like my essential water. And they didn't have no essential water for like a week and a half. And I'm like, what's going on? And then the employees are putting these positions and they're looking at me like, they're like, we can't really talk about it, but you know what's going on. And I said, well, where they were like, the vendors aren't coming anymore. I said, Rite Aid is. (laughs) They've gone bankrupt. That's what's going on.
2: Rite Aid, they went bankrupt uh, because weren't they part of that lawsuit for the opioid epidemic where they were like, um, so, yeah. either filling too many prescriptions or not like recommending they got sued hard one of the yeah. chains did and then they like to be like oh poor people are stealing and it's like mm, you were part of the problem like you did and let me see if it was right one oh, of them I went bankrupt because they got sued But I Um, thought they all were doing it, all the pharmacies. I think
1: some were worse than Maybe some more than, yeah. yeah. And I will say that my little self-checkout stealing is not the reason that they are locking up the toilet paper. I just (laughs) want to put that out there. But don't look at me like that, Marina. (laughs) I am not the reason. People like me are not the reason. Let me me tell tell you, you, Go ahead.
0: You tell me. They closed the Target because Mm -hmm. of it in Harlem, and now the little old ladies don't have a target it's the kind
1: of stealing that's going on so Mm -hmm. like say for instance if you look online um the, uh, and no stealing is appropriate. Let me just put that out there. I know Marina wants me to say that. No stealing is appropriate. But they're talking about, there's people that literally come in and take their arm and swipe it down the aisle and knock it all into a basket and walk straight out the door. There is no checking out. There is no giving you some of the money. There is I'm just coming in and I'm taking everything off of this aisle. I'm dumping it into a basket and because they have these laws, these you can't follow people laws or you can't run after people Mm -hmm, or something mm -hmm. like that because Mm-hmm. the company could get sued or whatever for whatever reasons um, and people would just walk straight out with their carts the same with um, these high end retail places as well people would come in it'd be a crew of them it's very organized oh, and they yeah. come the in and, and just the smashing grabs or they just come in and take things and that was happening on large scales in a lot of different ways and so that type of um, loss prevention what can you do you know what I mean my cucumber is not the issue here <laughs>
0: They have a certain amount of, <laughs> I, which I didn't know. Like, because I, I did talk to one woman at Rite Aid, um, and sh- who I liked, and she was like telling me, she said we have a certain number that we can actually uh, have yeah. stolen. You know, like yeah. we we, but we were way above that. Mm. And so she said the community got together to help us, but there's only so much we can do. Mm. And but the, what they don't realize is when you do this to your store. You're also doing this to your community. Mm -hmm. And that is the the thing that I didn't realize. Like a part of me was kind of having joy about people taking shit (laughs) only because the pandemic was so hard on folks and people weren't doing their job in helping us that I was like, you know what? Give what you can. I don't care. And I'll pay when you need to get something. Go, go. It's your time. But then I didn't realize this is a lesson that you are actually robbing from your community. That's what you're doing. Oh, you're yeah. not helping anybody. Mm-hmm. You're, you're stealing from the money that's coming into that community and you're gonna lose the business that's in that community. And now a Target is gone, okay? And now a Rite Aid is about to leave and now senior citizens have to walk maybe an extra two blocks to get what they need. It's very bad. So this is the lesson that I didn't realize was was a part of this.
2: But, yeah, it is Right Aid, where they, like, <laughs> Listen, delusion anyway, opioid lawsuits. Said. No, I just want, because sometimes it is, like, crime is, uh, in terms of, like, shoplifting, it's up. Like, there's no question about it. It's been yeah. pretty insane. Um, but, like, some of these companies, they're not so innocent either. When they like to be like, well, it's people stealing from us. It's like, no, you ignored a bunch of fake prescriptions. and <laughs> Cashed in. Yeah. Um, was, yeah.
0: It's con- and T- yeah TB T- is saying only the batteries are locked up at his Safeway now oh, wow. I want you to know TB they lock up toilet paper here shampoo everything soap um, there is nothing that i can get except for maybe candy you
1: can't get condoms you can't get um yeah it's all kinds of stuff hair dryers
2: it's so annoying sometimes i like i it makes me shop there less to be honest like i don't like amazon but i end up ordering a lot on there because it's like if i need six things that are all behind different key like the employees looking at me like they're tired because they have to follow me around the store. And then sometimes I want to look at the box to compare it. And then I decide I don't want it. Like, it's just this too much. I don't and mind. TB I says have my move list. to Oregon. <laughs>
1: no. No, TB. It's not that serious. I'm going to have the clerk follow me, as a matter of fact. We love you, TB. We do love you. No. I've been to Oregon. It's, uh, it's cool for a visit. It's cool for a visit for sure. But no, I'm, I'm okay with it. Maybe because I grew up in different environments where, mm. you know, lots of things were behind the glass. You just have mm. to be intentional about what you want and be patient. I'm like, uh-uh, not that one. Give me the, uh-uh, one hour back, the bigger one. <laughs> get that? Okay, yeah, let me see it. Let me see it. Let me read it real quick. Give me that one and that one. I'm gonna read it. And, you know, you gotta come at the right hour so you don't mm. feel rushed.
0: <laughs> I, I saw something this morning about them just showing the picture of the toilet paper and that you can look at the picture and then you say, I want this one. That's insanity. I mean, this is- Do what you got to do. If people want to act up, people have to protect
1: themselves and stuff Mm -hmm. like that. That's not going to stop me from wanting the toilet paper or getting it. Like I, I, I mean, I shop at big box stores, but when I have to go, you know, go to the, um, the local market or something like that or whatever's going on, if that's what you have to do, I want my product. You know what I mean? So- I don't know. It doesn't bother me to have to ask somebody for it. You know, I have a list here. You can go get me my whole. I mean, it's the same as doing it online. It's just I get to get it right now instead of Mm -hmm. having to wait it for it to be shipped to me. So it doesn't bother me so much, especially with what's going on, Um, because people are it's not even like the unfortunate that are doing it. It's people that are like making a business of yeah. this, so it's like it, if it was the little old lady stealing some stuff and the you know the small kids whose parents didn't give them something, fine, but it's not, it's organized crime, and, and people are taking this stuff and selling it on Amazon. So mm. you may think you're buying it from Amazon, the stolen goods.
0: <laughs> oh, Jeff Bezos must be like this, yeah. That's why they
1: have these lawsuits against Amazon about all these yeah. different kinds of sellers. Like, you need to be a yeah. verified seller, like, where are you getting all this cotton ale? Like, who has. <laughs> <laughs> this much dove. who has where'd you get this so i don't know there's regu- regulation regulation mm-hmm. regulation
0: yeah now the children's book publisher scholastic i found this out while i was at a restaurant you live in
2: koreatown me
0: mm-hmm.
2: no i'm in cypress park uh it's kind i'm just messing with you i was only silly <laughs> <laughs> because they're with that, Yeah, there's a lot of police in my neighborhood.
0: But back to the 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 children's book publisher Scholastic is facing backlash for creating separate optional sections centered on diverse stories. It has reversed its decision. Now I found this out because I was in a restaurant uh, in Harlem and I ran into someone that I didn't re- I recognized them, but I didn't know where I knew them from. And then I tried to pretend and say it's been so long and they were like it was just two weeks ago and I was like oh, God. and she was a teacher of one of the schools that I had raised money for for funds to help the school that was losing most of the money because they cut back all the funding and tier one schools in Harlem really are suffering and she was rewarded because they knew about this and they were selling the most diverse books now They did reverse this decision to create separate optional section for its elementary school book fairs for titles written predominantly by and about people of color and LGBTQ people. Scholastic share every story, celebrate every voice was made up of 64 titles that schools could opt out. Because Scholastic book fairs are invited into schools where books can be purchased by kids on their own. These laws create an almost impossible dilemma from these titles or risk-making teachers, librarians, and volunteers. They make them vulnerable to being fired, sued, or prosecuted. And so Scholastic's initial decision to make some books optional came as a nationwide attempt to ban books spike across the country. Yes it's crazy what, you're shaking your head Subo what are, what are you did you used to get a scholastic mm-hmm. book I did
2: yeah. no it's just really sad it's sad because it's like I understand the impulse to be like well we don't want librarians and teachers to break a law or get fired but by doing I also think it's nefarious to call the section raise every voice when you're literally designing it so they could just pull out those voices I was like come on now <laughs> you can't call it um that but no it's just really sad and I like that they did reverse their decision and be like we're not going to be a part of it because yeah I agree with the critics that were like this just encourages people who write these bans and writes these laws like it just makes it that much easier for them to silence diverse voices and if the librarians and the teachers or whatever if they really have a problem with it like I'm sure they can just put those books away. You know what I mean? I don't know how a book fair works, but to make it that easy and that simple with a click of one button, because like that's how a lot of harm gets done is not necessarily by people going out and having like a hateful intention, but by going, that's not my problem, which is kind of what this allowed a bunch of people to go around and do and be like, you know what, this isn't my issue. I don't want to get involved. And then because of that, Like people from underrepresented communities now don't have access and don't get to tell their stories, which is so important and beneficial for everybody, not just for people from marginalized groups. Um, But yeah, it just allowed people it was just like that level of privilege where I don't have to deal with this. You know what I mean? This isn't my thing when it's like, "Mm, you need to. Yep.
0: Well said.
1: I um, love scholastic books. I uh, love the book fair. That was one of the highlights of when you knew it was coming around. You would try to save up your money. I'm looking through the couch cushions. I just needed at least $10. Can I find 30? Oh, my God. I mean, you were just so excited about going to the book fairs. And I did not pay much attention to um, who wrote what I paid attention to the cover. If the, if the back of the book, sta- you know, if the quick read part sounded like something that I wanted to get into. I don't believe that you need to separate You know, with who wrote what and if the book is directed toward when it comes to diversity, like um, I'll have a this is black stuff section or any of that kind of Mm -hmm. thing. I like good stories and it was helpful to sometimes just pick a book and then you kind of figure out later that this this kid's an Eskimo or whatever's going on. And, you know, in the Mm -hmm. storyline or whatever, as far as the LGBTQ, I don't want to hear anything about sexuality in my scholastic book, because normally that's not what that's about. I can't remember being in third grade and reading anything too sexual. You know what I mean? In terms of like, if it's considered LGBTQ because this person has two dads, Mm -hmm. I don't think that that has to... be in a certain section because we're just talking about who this kid lives with. You know, in different books, their kids live with their grandparents or uh, uh, what is his name? Curious George was in some with some dude with a big, tall yellow (laughs) hat. You know, that didn't even seem right. A monkey getting taken care of by this single man. But still, I didn't care about that. It was more about Curious George. And okay, Curious George lives with this man. I don't even know he was adopted or what's going on. So I don't actually care. Um, about like, hey, this is a book about Susie and her two moms or whatever the situation because everybody has different living situations. Some people live with the, they have books where they live with their abuela and their mama or they whatever. You know what I mean? So there's all these different um, diverse backgrounds as far as how we live. Some kids live in a foster care system where you have the, uh, the, the, the mat, what's the name of the person that runs the foster care? Um, I was about to call him a madam. Uh, uh-uh. <laughs> But, um, the, the, yeah. the, the superintendent that runs the foster care person, that's the parental guide mm. in that situation. So I think that, um, we have to, ooh, it's such a little sticky thing, but I just remember reading books as a young person. We're talking about third graders, fourth graders, things about sex or even boyfriends and girlfriends weren't really in books like that, that I can remember. Like, um, I don't remember But is you know, that in just, these
0: books? That's a scholarship.
1: I'm not sure. I don't have young children right now. And so that's why I'm saying um I don't understand why we would need to put them in all these categories because we shouldn't be talking about inappropriate things. And you should have a person that reads books to make sure that education is on the level that um Appropriate now when it comes to teenage books and stuff like that, that's a different conversation, I think. Because teenagers, we get into all kinds of reading and different things that develop us and help us know about the world around us. Mm -hmm. But for small um, elementary students, um, uh, some of these bigger uh, uh, themes, themes, thank you um I think we can hold on for those a little bit because I don't see where in the book where you're reading it alone that you would be able to understand things in the way that that's appropriate I guess.
2: Yeah, like be- it's it's not an issue. It's just a lot of um re- like like right-wing re- politicians trying to score points and like create a culture war or, or create a problem that isn't there. Um, just to like raise attention and look like they're doing something. Cause it's not, it's not an issue in a children's book, but there are some people who are so like hateful where they're like, yeah, if they do have, if the main character is male and has a boyfriend or like if they have two dads, even if it's like in a glancing part of the book, you know what I mean? They will have an issue with it. And now they're trying to take it off of school shelves and stuff. So it's, uh, it's, it's not a problem for kids. It's just wild. It could However, I, I will say I,
0: my niece, when I was watching a movie or an animation and they had a guy kissing another guy and my niece is five and she was like, what? And I didn't have the conversation yeah. ready. That's why I explain it. <sighs> and I go, well, she goes, and there's a guy kissing another guy. And I was like, and then I was like, oh, I don't know how to do this one and my sister's not here, and I don't know if I can handle the conversation. But I will say that I think they use these moments, like I'm describing, right, for something like this, which is not there. So it's like, they are taking that moment and putting it in the scholastic books moment which is totally separate
2: and
1: I'm I, I think I some I, again it's a little tough not having kind of being there on the um, on the front line because I don't have little kids so mm-hmm. I don't have a lot of um, recent examples yeah. um, but I just know growing up I didn't think too much about who was with who you know what I mean like we were reading green eggs and ham and they were these weird animal looking mm-hmm. things that weren't real animals and they weren't real people they were just Things, you know what I mean? And a lot of lessons were learned through looking at different things. You know what I mean? Uh different creatures <laughs> or whatever. It wasn't, you know, lessons were learned about tolerance. You know what I mean? When and a all lot the,
0: of our stories weren't there. They were not. They they well,
1: I mean, I definitely read books like uh what was it? Uh I just had it in my darn um, head here. Roots. No, it was it was lighter than that, but it was all heavy subject matter um, about racism and stuff. Those books were tough. Um, It was uh, what was it? Oh, it was in my head. They turned into a movie. Oh, Lord. It, I was about to say, I was thinking of Bridge to Terabithia, Britney, but that was something else. I can't think of it now.
0: Well, I mean, I will, we do have to leave it there, actually. But I will say this. It is true. Like, I, when I think back about all the books, uh, as you're saying this, that I got from Scholastic Books, I don't remember there being a lot of Black stories, stories that I could go, oh, not for me, and I don't know if it was because the school just didn't try. I, I don't know. But I remember thinking as I see the books now that they have for children mm-hmm. that aren't slave or trauma oriented, there's a lot that's available to young kids now mm-hmm. that should be available through scholastic books that are very good books. Yeah, And the fact that they're, they have this alert button means that they're going to even try to do those books. That's, that's yeah. the problem is mm-hmm. we need our children of color to see their stories represented and the LGBTQ plus community needs to see their children have their stories represented in a way. And they, and the book sale scholastic books was for your, your choice. It's like going to the store. So
1: it was, was, and there was an array of, Oh
0: man, (laughs) we sound I sounded a little biggity.
1: I wanted to be sure I cleaned it up. I'm joking. Um, I sound a little ignorant of books right now, but I do love when I go to the uh, market and see all kinds of colors, all kinds of people. So um, yeah, and I agree with you. I don't think you sounded big.
0: I think what you're bringing up is a very good point because I have heard this, that in some schools, libraries, I've, I've heard it from a young lady that she doesn't want her child to hear about sex. Okay, between two yeah. men, people, and
1: we learned about sex in our home, and it was a more comfortable environment to learn about. We learned about regular health things at school, but as
2: far as um, I don't know. Yeah, ooh, but I but don't also know. like oh, a book. Like they they have the internet on their phones. Like that's not what you need to mm-hmm. be like. It's not like oh, I don't want them to learn that what gay people exist. They have TikTok. Like it's just. I just feel like introducing these stories these people in a way that is age appropriate it'll spark questions but that isn't necessarily a bad thing because like they need to learn what's out there and that there are people living different than them
0: Um,
2: but yeah I mean I'm sure I'm sure there are books that are not appropriate that have like found their ways into library systems that should be pulled but by and large this latest craze of uh book banning has just been rooted in uh, bigotry and trying to cause Hate. harm yeah yeah and and yeah yeah, Getting we- not, ready in, for our not being in-
1: inclusive of, um you know, the world that we live in today and the mm-hmm. families that we have today and stuff like that. But yeah. OK. Marina has that look in her eye. This has been great. <laughs> I
0: want to thank you both so much for joining me today. This <laughs> no, was so you. much fun. <laughs> TV- Stacey fun. had left and she was like, oh, my God, this is this episode is on fire. I hate that I have to leave so early. And TV was like, yeah, this is great. This really Aww, Aww. was so easy <laughs> to talk to both of you. And it's so much fun. It was just a great time. So, Suba, can you tell our listeners where
2: they can find you? Yes. Um, go to s-comedy.com or you can find me on social media. If you search Suba, S-U-B as Boy, H A I'll normally come up. And uh, with friends like us, we will tell you to sit down on the plane and stop embarrassing yourself.
1: <laughs> ah! Yes, Love we it. will. Yeah! Yes, we will. Be the first one. Girl, not now. <laughs> Vanessa. <laughs> Yo, you can find me at Vanessa Fraction, um, VanessaFraction.com, at Vanessa Fraction on any of your social media. Look out for season three of the Nappy Boy Radio podcast. Hopefully, since the strike is over, you'll be seeing me in a new movie or television show soon. Um, but follow all of us for all of that great stuff. Um, and with friends like us, you can push it after surgery and just jump on and have a good time. I don't know how to say <laughs> that, but like, I wouldn't do it for anybody else. I was like, my mouth hurts a little, but. Uh-huh. <laughs> um friends like us is so certainly worth it um, to uh to go that extra mile. So thank
0: you. Thank you, I feel so privileged and honored. (laughs) I thought you were gonna say you could have a pig heart and push through it. That's pretty powerful.
1: I hope that's the cure, friends. (laughs) Uh
0: Marina Franklin here. Just go to my website, marinafranklin.com and with friends like us, you can have two comedians to help you get through what is probably one of the toughest times in the world. So we want you to laugh. We want you to have fun. We want to kind of relieve some of that today. And I hope you had it. So thank you. Check Check us out. out.